Yaris Balan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. How did you come across this story, and why don't Canadians know about this fantastic woman? Well, they're both good questions. The answer to the first question is it was partly by accident or serendipity, though not totally. We were doing research on the history of Ukrainians in Canada in the interwar period, and I wanted to know uh, in 1932-33, when the famine was happening, what an ordinary Canadian who was reading his daily newspapers or her daily newspapers would know about what was going on in the Soviet Union. And we were shocked to find out that there was lots of coverage and references to hunger and famine and all that stuff, as well as dis- you know, a lot of information, but there's a lot of disinformation. Rhea, we discovered when I hired a, a student at, the, uh, at Trent University to go through the Toronto Telegram, which isn't available as a searchable database, but you've got to sit at a microfilm reader and go page by page. And she found a couple of articles by Rhea. Once I saw that there were a couple that were part of a series where we found this treasure trove of articles by Rhea. The uh, reason we don't know about her is that she was totally forgotten, uh, and there are reasons for that, uh, partly because she was a freelance writer for most of her career. So she, she didn't have a big news organization backing her and everything. She was single. She never married. She uh, died sort of in New York City. And I was surprised that not even the New York Times carried an obituary of her, even though she um, you know, had articles published about her expulsion from the Soviet Union in the New York Times. And she had a letter published there. But she lived alone, and uh, we're still trying to determine exactly what happened with her remains. Now, she was one of the first, apparently, or possibly the first, to actually reveal this uh, organized famine that killed millions in the Ukraine. She was. She was um, living in the Soviet Union from 1928 until her expulsion in uh, September of 1932. And she made a trip in a vehicle with two other women, and they drove through Soviet Ukraine. They drove from Moscow south and then through Soviet Ukraine and the North Caucasus all the way to uh, Tbilisi or Tiflis, Georgia, where she was arrested and expelled from the country. And the famine had already begun in the spring of 1932, and she was able to uh, witness and confirm this. She heard about it earlier uh, because she mentions it already in the, uh, in uh, April of 1932 that she before she left on this trip that uh, she mentions it. But um, she was able to confirm herself uh, because all the food had been taken. How unusual would it have been in that period for a woman to travel internationally as a journalist and, and be uncovering these stories? Because she was also in Germany at the time of the rise of Hitler, right? Yeah, well, it tells you something about her, the kind of woman she was. She was a feminist. She was uh, absolutely fierce and in asserting herself. And in uh, one of the things that makes her coverage on, on the Soviet, in the Soviet Union so interesting is she always wrote about the plight of women. That, uh, you know, she'd go to, uh, on this trip that she made through the famine lands, as she called them, she was in the Donbass region where the fighting is going on right now, and she goes to a mining community. She describes the miners coming out of the mine, you know, and how there are explosions every second day and guys are getting killed and conditions are horrible. But she also makes a point of going to visit a miner's wife and and children, and they're living in an apartment building that was kind of thrown up, several stories tall, no elevator, no plumbing, uh, so that we have to go down to the uh, a well outside and lug the water upstairs in buckets. They uh, you, you went out to the back field to go to the washroom, and uh, you know. So she describes the hardship of the lot of women, and she does this repeatedly in her work, which uh, makes it really, really valuable. I think certainly for feminist scholars. 
there were women journalists, of course, uh, at this time, but they generally wrote for the women's sections of the newspapers. They didn't get their interesting assignments or um, the political assignments. And going to the Soviet Union made this possible, certainly for Rhea and for some other women as well. They eventually expelled her as, as a troublemaker, right? Yes. They, of course, accused her of spreading false news and um, uh, writing uh, you know, bad, uh, disinformation, which is, which is ironic because she was the one who was telling the truth and they were the ones who were covering it up and lying about it. So uh, uh, it was, uh, even, even her arrest tells you something about her character. When she arrived in uh, Tbilisi, uh, she was just des- l- really looking forward to taking a hot bath and relaxing after being on the road for three weeks in, a, in very difficult conditions. And she arrived at the hotel and discovered that the police were waiting for the secret police, the OGPU, and they were there to arrest her. Well, she figured out quickly what was going on. She made a beeline to the German consulate, which is not far away, and asked them to inform the British embassy in Moscow that she was in trouble. She came back, and uh, an OGPU officer then tried to arrest her, and she told him, absolutely, you, know, you have no right to arrest me. I'm a Western journalist. I have my papers here. You have she just told him to back off. Finally, he pulled out a gun and sort of shoved it into her ribs, and she said, okay, and she turned around and went back. So she was, she was fearless. She was not only tough, but she was, she was fearless. And what came of her reporting on the, the Holodomor? Well, the, a couple of short pieces were published in the London Daily Express that uh, after she got expelled, she went to London, and she had been submitting articles to the Daily Express as a freelancer, and as a freelancer, she didn't have a byline. It was all appearing just under, you know, special correspondent in Moscow, whatever. So they managed, when she got out, they met, she printed a, had a couple of articles printed in the Daily Express. But then she began to write this series of articles, a longer series, uh, about her trip through the famine lands uh, while she was there. And she hoped to sell, a, sell them as a book. And uh, what happened was is that another woman had a manuscript in about her time in Russia, and they chose it. The next day she gets a letter back saying, oh, we just accepted another manuscript. We can't have two books by women in, this, in, in Russia. So she wrote her articles. She, came, she moved to, to return to Toronto, and she eventually sold them to the Toronto Telegram that ran them in a series of 21 articles. Uh, her, the impact, I mean, her, the, the story of her arrest and expulsion was covered by hundreds of newspapers, newspapers across Canada, across the United States, across Europe, in the Pacific, the whole world. There was that much interest generated by news reports. It's unfortunate that they didn't actually print her articles about her trip that exposed what was going on in the Soviet Union, though. In your own words, why should we remember this woman? I think for a whole host of reasons. I mean, she's a hero. Not only her reporting in the Soviet Union, but the fact that this is a woman who then you know, uh, came back to Canada, nobody offered her a decent job as a journalist. You know, none of the Toronto papers did. They printed these, Telegram printed her uh, stories. But so she, what did she do? She goes back in uh, November of 1933 uh, to Germany, where the elections are coming on, you know, elections are taking place, where Hitler consolidated his hold on power. And that's where the news was happening. So she went there and she parlayed that into a job, this time working as a correspondent for uh, or some kind of arrangement with the uh, London Daily Telegraph. And she was there until 1938. So this is a Jewish woman reporting from the heart of Nazi Germany, and uh, she got to know Rudolf Hess. She, she uh, did a, uh, an interview with uh, Julia Streicher, a notorious anti-Semite. She, she uh, you know, reported on what was going on there. 
And, um, you know, th- that she did this again is a testament to her courage. So she's just a remarkable Canadian. She's a remarkable woman. She's a remarkable journalist. She's of interest, obviously, to the Jewish community, to the Ukrainian community, to people who are Soviet study specialists. Uh, there's lots of interest in, in her story from many different angles. Yars Balin, thank you very much for this. Thank you.